This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Thank you, as always, for sending your mailbag questions on Thursday. We're going to start right here with Adam Wheels. He says, could Cam Sample and Joseph Asai be the next duo compared to Sam Hubbard, Trey Hendrickson? I know it's early, but have any flashes shown for you? I think they flashed. I think I'd be surprised. Would you not? Because I don't think either one has shown they are consistently a down-to-down, above-average starting end. And maybe it just needs more time, but I think I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised if that was just like the duo they're moving on from both of these guys into those two. It feels more like maybe one of them can be for the future, like starting defensive end. And then you're probably talking rotation piece for the other. I don't know though. I, and I don't know which is which because I used to think Osai would be that guy, but I thought Cam Sample has done a better job the past couple of weeks, even though Osai has shown a little bit, um, in the pass rush department. And I still think has the higher ceiling. I think Cam Sample is starting to show he could be that guy, but I'd still be surprised. I I don't know. Maybe I just don't have the vision for it. I don't have the vision for that right now, but obviously I'm pumped if a guy works out that you've drafted um, to be out of depth or, or be the future. When you think about the defensive side of the ball, we'll go to Aaron. He said, so I find myself raising an eyebrow. How good Trenton Irwin has been. Is he a viable option when looking forward to the future of post Tyler Boyd? We have kind of talked about how Trent Irwin does a lot of outside stuff too. Tyler Boyd slot receiver. I think Irwin can play slot and stuff. Um, it's another one. I, I feel like the Bengals will, I, you think they'd hit the draft, right? And get somebody who's really cheap, like a third round pick or something, or maybe a second round pick. Tyler Boyd's probably not replaceable with that third or second or with Trent Irwin. He's a very good player. But to me, I feel like 
I feel like I would hit that. And maybe this depends on what T Higgins is too. You know, is he still there? And I know there's questions about that, but uh, <laughs> um, I do think Tyler Boyd probably isn't going to make it to another contract with Cincinnati. Just too many people to pay. He's getting older. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I don't know. You could try it, I guess, but you need a viable wide receiver for where do you find a good wide receiver for? Why not draft a guy with upside? And then you're talking about like, well, if we're going to draft a guy, why don't we draft a guy that's going to fit the area of need? Or at least these slot receivers are the ones that tend to fall in the draft. You're talking about, you know, Tyler Boyd was a late second round pick. Um, Cooper Cup was a what, third round pick. Uh, Chris Godwin wasn't a first round pick. So like all the big name and then even the smaller name as well, you know, your Jacoby Myers was not a high pick. These guys are slot receivers and they usually fall in the draft because they're not elite athletes. They usually don't have great size. And because of those two things, there's a lot of guys that can fit that bill, even if they're not as talented as a, a Boyd. So to me, I feel like that replacement comes in the draft, mm -hmm. but I think Irwin has shown plenty. You know, we keep trying to hammer the Decker thing. I see nobody talk about it, but uh... very disappointing. I but I am going to call out people if they call him Julian Edelman anymore. Like I'm over it. You can't do it. Give some respect to being over six. His height, yeah. Uh, Edelman's five foot nine. Yeah, everyone remember that. Remember that he's he's in the six foot. Chris, Chris Evans has a chance to be a Julian Edelman more. I still can't believe I'll be completely honest with you. Obviously, we're very familiar with Jamar Chase's size, but there that photo that they put out like in September this year, they were um, on a road trip, and Joe Mixon next to Jamar Chase is so hilarious because Jamar's smaller and Joe is so big. You think running back short, wide receiver tall? Jamar is technically six feet. I think five eleven. In shoes, uh, <laughs> he plays big, but I don't, think he's big. I don't think he's actually that tall. And Joe Mixon's like six foot one, barefoot, so he's like a huge running back. And I think I don't know how tall P Ryan is. I know Mixon is tall though. I'm gonna look up some heights now. Yeah, well, this is a height podcast now. Uh, <laughs> but I, I agree with you when you talked about the wide receiver situation. One of the things outside of John Ross, this team is really good at drafting wide receivers. And you can't say that about a lot of franchises around the league. Cincinnati in past history, they've just been good at picking guys up and maybe it's not the first or second round. It is those third round. You think of Marvin Jones when they drafted him late in the NFL draft. Um, they've always just kind of found the, those gems in, inside the draft. I don't really see them spending money in free agency when it comes to that because they're going to be wanting to pay their own guys if they do keep T, if they do keep Jamar, which I do think it's at least one of those guys in the future, but we're not talking future right now. We're talking about this current 2022 team. We will go to Will Porter. He says, what worries you the most about Monday night when the Bengals are on defense? Uh, Stephon Diggs. I know. I Same thought. I was like, it's a secondary for me. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, oh, man. For some reason, I just can't get – I see the stats. I, I, I watch him play, though. And, you know, he's good but not elite. Um, I just can't get into the – well, Eli Apple will do fine against Stephon Diggs. Whenever I hear the matchup, I'm like, I don't know about that. I should give him some help. <laughs> uh, I don't think Gabe Davis is an awesome wide receiver. I think he's fine. I, I, he's a, good for a big play, so hopefully I'm not eating my words he can make huge plays. He's their big play guy. But I think people thought he was going to be something more than he was this season because of that one game against all the Chiefs backup corners. Uh, Stephon Diggs, though, that's uh, he's up there for 
I don't know if you can make the best, the case best receiver in the league. So okay. maybe not there. Justin but Jefferson. Uh, Tyree Kill, Justin Jefferson, Devontae. I don't know. You can make a lot of cases. <laughs> uh, Jabbar Chase, sure. I think he's right below that, though. And like the fifth best receiver in the league, somewhere around there. Yeah. Feels I about think- right. I know he hasn't played that well lately, but just he scares me. Uh, I think he's very, very good wide receiver and probably the best non-quarterback player. Not even probably. Definitely the best non-quarterback player on their offense. So why would that not be the thing I'm worried about when it's the thing that the Bengals are injured at defending with their corners and he's the best player that's not throwing the ball? Oh, but it turns out their best player is the one throwing the ball. (laughs) <laughs> to the second best player in the offense. That's going to be the thing I'm concerned on. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. And that's no offense to Eli Apple or, or Cam Taylor Britt. I feel like they've stepped up a lot this season. Obviously, I would really like Cheeto to be out there. Uh, that would make me feel a little bit better when I think about Stephon Diggs and just their wide receiver group. Uh, I just, that if I were to pick the mismatch at this moment, I'd love to be wrong. I'd love to be wrong because I've been wrong about Eli Apple plenty of times since he's been in Cincinnati. Um, but I just, I don't see it right now, but maybe, maybe Monday night we'll see something different. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road with available H track, all wheel drive and three row seating. My whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We'll start with John. He says, most likely, we'll flip to the offensive side for the Bengals, most likely to go off against this Bills team. Oh, man. In the game I watched, it was against the Dolphins, and the Bills had – they just didn't care about fitting the run. But I, I the past two weeks make it hard for me to say the run game is going to be what really drives this offense, especially with the Collins injury. So that stops me a little bit from saying Joe Mixon, although I wouldn't be shocked if Mixon has like 100-plus yards in this game and on good efficiency. It's always safe to go with Jamar Chase, right? I thought it was a T Higgins week last week because of how the Patriots like to play things. But this week, the the Bills kind of do what they do. I mean, they give respect to these guys, but mm-hmm. I don't uh, – Tyreek Hill got a little bit – he got plenty of extra help, but they still would line up of, uh, on occasion and just trust their guys to cover Hill and Waddle. I think Trey White's good, but I, I – very good, actually. I think he's like he's a still a borderline elite corner, and mm-hmm. I know his stats are whatever. No, not this season. Had the, oh, he was so good in the Dolphins. He, he just had he had two flubs. He, he had a, a one um, stutter go from Jalen Waddle that worked, and whenever he put his hands on Jalen Waddle, the Waddle just shut. He just shut Waddle down. Waddle got a busted coverage to score a touchdown, then had the stutter go for a big gain. But other than that, like every time White would actually be trusted to, you know, hit him, jam him at the line, he did such a good job. He tried to do it against Hill, though, and Hill beat him for a touchdown. And I was like, okay, that's kind of what I think of what Chase could do is if you do line up, press single high, press coverage, you're going to try to jam Jamar Chase. 
that's an opportunity for him. And I think they're going to give him some of those. They like to play quarters and they like to play zone, a little bit of cover too. They don't love lining up and playing, you know, just man to man. Some of that's the corner injuries that they've had, but even with the injury, I think Trey White's really good. That's kind of my favorite matchup of the mm-hmm. game is going to be Trey White against what I think will be Jamar Chase, but they might just, I don't know. I think it'll be Jamar Chase, but they could put him on T and do the old Patriots, you know, single their best corner on T, double Jamar type situation. Uh, but yeah, when I watch it, I, I think Jamar Chase has a game, but we'll see. I think they definitely doubled Jamar, but at the same time, if you look, Charlie Goldsmith actually had a really good tweet on this earlier today. Bills fans did not like it. Oh, um, I the one <laughs> issue I had with it was he used Jalen Waddle as the Dolphins wide. I know, I know, you can't, you can't have tight. Like, like, yeah, I get come that. Come on, man, that's like saying like somebody's going through and T Higgins had a bigger day than Jamar against the Ravens or something. You're like Ravens against wide receiver ones, he used T instead of Jamar. It's like. They want to tell you this guy can be a number one receiver somewhere. Uh, But, but no, at the same time, I feel like they've had plenty of wide receivers go off top wide receivers go off against this defense. And with Jamar chase, again, this is a receipt. You can pull this audio if I'm wrong. I don't see Jamar chase having back-to-back bad games because I felt like it was a bad game against the Patriots. Yeah. He actually played bad. It wasn't even just the Patriots did everything they could to take him away. He just, he didn't play good. Yeah, so I feel this could be the game where Jamar goes off. I mean, he could be double teamed, and I'm still like, okay, this guy will be fine, and he'll find a way to get the ball. So I'm leaning towards Jamar, too, um, that this will be his game. But, look, if I'm wrong and it's T. Higgins, or maybe it's a Hayden Hurst kind of game because he's going to be out there and he's 100%. I'm not mad about it. It's funny of too high. could be a Tyler Boyd game. See, that's Tyler Boyd, man. We just don't give that guy enough respect. We always T. Higgins. Jamar Chase, Hayden Hurst, Joe Mixon, Smosh P. Ryan, Tyler Boyd's like, hey, my hand's out here. Guys, I can do it too. I'm playing with a broken finger right now, uh, getting taped up at practice today. And yes, you mentioned Tyler Boyd. I'm I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Just got to make sure you're you're on the same uh, communication as Joe Burrow this week. We'll go with Big Willie. He says, what can this team do to get McPherson's confidence back? I mean, it isn't like you have the team kick a field goal when they shouldn't have to have him out there during the game. I think he kind of means like he hasn't had to have any game winners in these games that he's missed, but it seems like his confidence is down a little bit. I don't know. I, I think he's fine. All these kickers have these short-term memories. McPherson's missed, had bad games, missed kicks before, and he came back and was fine. I mean, I could actually find how he did right after that Packers game, but I don't remember that lingering around very long. Uh, he's very confident for good reason, kicker, and I fully trust that he will be perfectly fine going forward i don't know about you but that's not that's not something i'm that worried about uh finding it after the packers game he went uh two of two four or four extra points and then two of two five five extra points one of he didn't miss a kick again until he missed an extra point against vegas uh in week 10 and the packers game was week five so he went oh of two in that game but then was perfect for five weeks Yeah, I agree with you. I think Evan's going to be just fine. And I'll even say this, man, I feel like I have so many hot takes on this podcast right now. Um, I think Evan is a factor on Monday night in a good way. And, and maybe that's, maybe that's to take the lead. Maybe that's a game winner. There's so much too much expectations for this game to be close and big with the last court, whoever has the ball last. I don't, I don't like anything about it. 
um, that it's not going to end up being as a classic or anything like that. It's just too much people, too, people are talking about it. Like one of the best Monday night football games that have ever happened since 1970 something um, that I, I feel like it's going to come down to, it's going to be a close game and obviously we'll get to preview prediction next, but I think Evan's going to um, be a factor in a good way and a nice little bounce back game. I still think it was weather, even though he didn't blame anything on weather. We'll go to BRD. He says, assuming that we resign Hurst, who do you think is suited for tight end number two next year? Drew Sample obviously injured this year, and I don't see Drew Sample coming back, but I could be wrong. Right. Sample's gone. My take is it's it's a drafted guy. They sent their tight end coach, and this was documented on, I don't remember what podcast, but um, they were talking to, I think, one of their college – I think it might have been locked up. Somebody was talking to the college director of scouting for uh, the Bengals during draft season. And I remember he said like, yeah, tight end coach. He's, he's been to like 15 different pro days, watched like 50 different guys. And then I was kind of shocked. Like they didn't come away with a guy because I thought that was what they're going to try to do. Tight end one is also up in the air because Mm -hmm. can they afford to bring Hurst back? Probably. Does Hurst want to come back for a similar deal or does he feel like he showed enough? Maybe there's a Super Bowl run in there and he has a really good run or maybe he doesn't have a good run, has a couple big drops and they don't want to bring him back. I don't know. That's all the future. But when I'm seeing this, uh, I think it's a drafted guy. I think you bring Hurst back on a modest deal, one to two years Probably, t- ah, man, I want to give him two just so he's I not on another one-year deal. But uh, two years, let's say two years for Hurst, and then there's a guy behind that, you know, you're drafting up, which it was my man Greg Dulcich. He went pretty high. Bengals have late picks. It's not fun anymore. You know, they, it's not like a third-round pick. This is like third-round, fifth pick, and they could have taken him. Uh, but I think they're going to look really hard at this tight end class. Michael Mayer? <sighs> There was rumors they were going to go Trey McBride in round one. I don't remember if you remember that. But, uh, yeah, uh, I was a little bit scared. <laughs> it's like, he wasn't even my favorite tight end. Please don't. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and again, I who knows? I don't even want to think about who they're going to pick in the first round. Hopefully they're they're picking 32. Um, and we, 31, I, technically. 31. Ooh, my bad, my bad. Dolphins forfeited pick. My bad. But it sounds stupid to say 31 because now it sounds like you're predicting a Super Bowl. They're going to lose. <laughs> Everybody knows what I mean. I hope they're picking last. It's the last pick on um, draft night. But we'll move on. Plenty of great questions. Thanks again for sending them. You can follow along on Twitter, Bengals underscores, and at LNDS Patterson. Next, we're going to get to predictions. What is going to happen on Monday Night Football on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati?